How's that for a slice of fried gold? Are you think this is a fucking costume? This is a way of life. I'll be back. Just a flesh wound. I'm not gonna hurt you. I'm just gonna bash your brains. Take your sticking paws off me, you damn dirty ape. I'm sorry, Ben. Greetings and welcome to Cinema Shock, uh, the podcast where we talk about the stories behind your favorite cult and genre films. Uh, but this is the bonus episode where you get a little bit closer and a little bit tighter and a little bit sexier with your hosts. I'm one of them, Mr. Todd A. Davis. I'm, I'm, I'm the other one, Gary Horn. This is hey. Gary Horn. <laughs> yeah. And I'm Justin Bishop. We're keeping it loosey-goosey here. On yeah, the well, we, we were trying to do like all these plans on like what we're going to talk about ahead of times. But, you know, sometimes I, I feel like, you know, maybe the people just want to like, hey, let's not get all uptight around James Cameron. Let's like loosen up with the boys sometimes. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, what's, uh, you know, I mean, we always usually end up talking about like, you know, what we're watching, reading, playing, consuming, whatever. But like, what's what's going on with you guys? Like, like what's what's happening let's what, set let's, this, let's this, set pop culture aside for just a minute what is this therapy I didn't what's come going here. on no todd's how, trying how, to grow out you? with you dude how todd's are trying you to grow out with you oh i'm good todd thank yeah? you That's, I'm I'm, what's what's happening in your lives what's, well uh, I, I go to work and then i come home and do podcast stuff ah you. <laughs> all right fair enough <laughs> <laughs> um, i play mario play mario odyssey nice. that's what i do Nice. Man. How about you, Gary? Um, I am as we're sitting here right now, I I left on Friday. Friday Friday? Friday. Yeah. I left and yeah. drove to St. Louis. I stopped in Lexington, Kentucky for one night. Nice. Then I drove to St. Louis. And then we spent two days of NWA tapings at the Chase Ballroom, uh, the Chase Park Plaza Hotel. The the Carassian bar. I don't know what it's fucking called. It's something like that. <laughs> Lexington's a it's a cool town, man. Like now, y'all were shooting a um PPV. We shot it. Uh, it was a two night pay per view. Yeah, NWA seventy four. Has that already aired? Yeah, it was live. It was live. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was I, live. I, well, I know the TV tapings are not, so I wasn't sure about the the pay per view. Yeah. So sir, directly after um the second night of the pay per view, match ended. Packed up all my shit, and we drove to Nashville. Nashville, Tennessee. And, yep, and we ended up in Nashville, and then we had three days of TV tapings in Nashville. And I mean, I know this is uh, this is kind. I mean, your this is kind of your dream job, Gary. But I, I am curious as to, and I know you haven't really worked super close with television production before, right? No, I don't think so. Okay, no, so so I don't, I don't think so. With you, <laughs> with your experience on the NWA, uh, how, is there a difference between like the standard TV tapings versus versus the pay per view? Because let's, I mean, let's you know, not to pull the curtain too far back, but you know, 
quote unquote your TV tapings. It's it's stuff that's going to fight TV and YouTube. So there's not really commercial breaks per se. Am I am I right? Um. So so there are breaks like we do use commercials. There are avatar okay. advertisers. Um. Uh. The difference would be like. Um. Live is fast paced. Like mm. live is like. You got to know ahead of time exactly what's happening. Everybody has times and there's there's, you know, this is how long this lasts. And uh, like you said, not to pull the curtain back too far. You got to fit it like within a two hour or whatever. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, fight TV is pretty good about it. They don't like hold us to anything. Um, it doesn't have to end at a certain time, but you try mm. to get a pretty good idea of like how long things are going to be. We've all yeah. watched a WrestleMania that's about two and a half hours longer than it should be. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, I mean, even the standard raw tapings, you know, once that once it, you can tell like, oh, they're hurrying up because they got to fade to black. And, uh, you know, it's not always. It's always feel weird, but like probably most of this audience doesn't give a shit. So I'll just say, it. yeah, like one of the coolest parts of it has been for me is like I get to sit in the production meetings now and like be a part of that. And they're like, all right, this guy's got this guy. Like, what is. What are they going to do? How long do they need? Eight? Mm. Eight minutes? Okay. They got eight minutes. Wow. And they're like, all right. So this person, these two, these two, what do they do? Well, that's a 15. I don't know. Man, let's go 12. Like, all right. All right. And so I don't know. Now I can watch like AEW or WWE. And I'm like, these two, I bet they got nine, eight, uh, yeah. something like that. Yeah, you know? a, little inside, a little inside baseball. Well, yeah, it's kind of so like, it's kind of like, it uh, like, oh, here comes the finish. Like I could be working and like look up and I'm like, it's about time for the finish on this one. <laughs> well, it's kind of funny because I always hear, uh, you know, with my experience from uh, from stand up comedy, you know, you, you you work on getting that first three minutes just to kind of get over that initial, you know, when you're first getting on stage, get that solid three minutes. And then you're building to that first five minutes because the five minute set is like the standard amount of time for open mics and working material, blah, blah, blah. But with the intention of building up to that first 15 minute set, like if you look at some of the bigger clubs that, you know, uh, your Netflix headliners are steadily working at, they're all working 15 minute sets. What is usually ignored is the late night talk show appearances, which are usually six minutes and it's a hard six minutes. Mm -hmm. And it's not necessarily something. So you're having to take a solid set and either tweak it a little bit, add something, or maybe streamline it a bit. So that process is fascinating to me. And it's it sounds very similar to like what you were just talking about. Gary. Yeah, well, if you're at a live pay-per-view, you know, you've got like, um, if you look at my Instagram, I think I have a reel where like, a guy's leaving the ring and I like throw to him like as he's walking back and he says something like into the, the, the camera or whatever, but it's like, it's because they have a different exit than even the entrance. Like it's, it's like, cause it's just to like time's up, get the fuck out of there. Like yeah. that's literally like, what the they're guy. saying over the headsets. Like get him the Tom, fuck out of there. Tom Hanks, <laughs> Tom Hanks and that thing you do unplug run off stage. Yeah. And it's like, all right, he's done out 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 you know and they're like at the beginning of the thing they have like a talent meeting they're like do not exit through the stage go out the side here we don't want to see your ass after you're done with your match get out of here and uh yeah and so um so i was standing like towards the exit anyway the point is is like yeah on a on a pay-per-view it's like hard like this is your time referee you know like if they're getting close the referee will 
uh, tell you, you know, we got to go home. That's what they say. It's time uh, to go gotcha. home. And so that's, that's when they got to start wrapping it up. Like, that's and cool. uh, that's some inside baseball stuff, yeah, but yeah, nice. they wrap it up and then they roll out of the ring. Nobody needs to delay, get the fuck out of there. And uh, cause we got to move to the next match. Like yeah, we got nice. somebody else coming. You know, the TV taping. It's like, it's a little looser than that. Like you get, yeah, to, because it's not live. So you you're cut little... it, you can cut it together. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so you get to figure it out. It. I mean, you want to be respectful of the crowd that's there for the TV taping, but NWA does like studio wrestling, like old school. So it's like smaller right. crowds and stuff. And so there's like fucking around that happens in between matches and oh, you know, yeah. like, you know, people just goofing off with the crowd and stuff like and that. I'm sure so. you can speak to this more, more than I can, but just from, you know, layperson's perspective, I've been to, the i've been to the house shows where it's at a big arena but they use really half the arena yeah. but then you go to something that's in like a high school gym or you know a athletic center somewhere like that but then you got stuff like the studio wrestling which is like you said it's a big throwback then you've got your big stadium things your uh, and this is more the the bigger uh you know WWE AEW those folks who are doing the big arenas for their you know their weekly tapings and the pay-per-views the first but live pay-per-view I ever did was NWA 73 like this time last year and mm -hmm. I got pulled into the production truck for some reason just to make sure something was happening and it was the most stressful environment I've ever been a part of <laughs> like it was just like the worst like just being with the director for that it's just like why I always think about directors Jeez. now when we talk about stuff on these movies um just like what that must be like because our, our director his name is billy trask but he he's like the sweetest guy like most of the time but in <laughs> like in those moments he's just like where the fuck is the music Come oh, he turns on, into, somebody give me music he turns, <laughs> he turns into, into james, james cameron, cameron. <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> he's well, like what's he doing what's he doing get him the fuck out of the ring get him out of the ring stand him back <laughs> Well, Gary, thank you so much for that uh, little peek behind the curtain. But uh, Justin, as you mentioned, just, you know, him turning into James Cameron, we just wrapped our series, our nine part series on James Cameron. Yeah. But we've left one thing out, and that is for us to rank our James Cameron films. Now, do we do, do we want to go through all of them or do we each want to do our top three? I mean, there's only like seven, right? There's only like seven of them. So, all yeah, right, all right. Rank them. Okay, fair enough. You want to go first, Todd? Uh, you know what? Uh, because I am <laughs> not as prepared as I'm sure you guys are. Uh, I'll go first. I'll, go, I'll just say, I'll since I've next. been talking too much already, I'll do, I'll do this, and then we'll get to the, like the more educated response from Justin. Okay, fair enough. Fair I tried enough. to go on feet. I, I tried to mix feelings and um, impact. I felt like so. We'll see, mm -hmm. but uh, I don't know. Um, I went nobody's gonna agree with this i went the terminator number one and i went terminator two number two okay okay and then i went avatar titanic aliens true lies the abyss avatar over titanic is that what i heard you did hear that yeah wow okay i was surprised i'm surprised by that just based on our conversation about both of the films yeah mm. i think it was just for the fact that i think to filmmaking or like to cinema to the future of cinema i felt like i had to give avatar some credit sure towards that and so he he took the where titanic was still using the props and the the sets and stuff like that then after what we talked about with avatar in our last episode i was kind of like 
man, I don't know. Avatar is like the future of filmmaking. And so this could be a big step. So, well, I kind of went with not necessarily overall impact. I went with more like gut reaction, like my feelings on the film. And and Mm. part of that is, is obviously going to be informed by nostalgia and things like that. But uh, I'm going to start at the bottom. Least favorite. Yeah. Piranha 2 the spawning, obviously. Oh, I didn't <laughs> even rank Piranha 2. <laughs> but but and, and let me give a, a caveat before I go into these other ones is that I like all of these movies except for Piranha 2. I like every other movie I'm about to talk. So, like when you have a filmmaker who you think like all of their movies are good, ranking them th- seems a little weird because something mm. still has to be at the bottom. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I've I've made the reference to Quentin Tarantino before. Like, yeah, well, death proof is his worth, but death proof is a fucking awesome movie. Yeah, right? there's there's <laughs> not I, I felt the same way. There's not one of these movies that I wouldn't stop and watch. If you look at all of these on my letterboxed, they all have four to five stars across the board. Nice. So even the least ranked has a four star movie for me, uh, which is true lies actually is a, at the bottom of the list. At the bottom, really? at the bottom of the list for me. And uh, you went with nostalgia though. Like, or you said you factored that in. Like, I did a little bit, but that one, like, I, I mean, we discussed it on the episode, but I don't, I don't think it holds up quite as well as some of his other films. I put uh, my next one is actually avatar second from the bottom and i Whoa. you know i like avatar a lot mm-hmm. uh, and the reason i put avatar above true lies though is because i think avatar has something to say i think most of james cameron's movies have something to say i don't think true lies does i think true lies is fun like super fun popcorn cinema great action filmmaking but it doesn't have anything to say beyond that whereas every other one of his movies has has a little bit more substance to them right <laughs> i already feel like a overthought my list <laughs> <laughs> so true lies avatar next is the abyss which i totally love but it you know if we're having to rank that's where it falls uh, aliens is next then the first terminator is uh, number three on my top three mm. uh and i love the terminator it's a i again i've got it ranked i've got i've got it with five stars on letterbox so it's a it's a nearly perfect film uh but I don't know. It just that's just where it falls for me. I don't have as much nostalgia for that one either because I didn't see it until well after I'd seen Terminator Two. Honestly. You know, I don't think I did either, but I think I appreciate that. Like this is James Cameron at nuts and bolts. James. Oh Cameron yeah, I agree. Which is he, why it's still in my top three. Yeah, you know, it's still it's just like wow, he can do Avatar, but also give him like give him six a million dollars yeah. <laughs> budget, and he'll still like knock it out of the park. Yeah. And then uh, number two is Titanic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was really like shocked by how much I love Titanic watching it for the podcast, having not seen it in many, many years. And I think it is a nearly perfect film. Uh, it really is an incredible piece of filmmaking that we'll never see anything like it again because movies like that don't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. And number one, that leaves, of course, Terminator 2, which is not only my favorite James Cameron movie, but one say, of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah, I was going to say, that one's got a special place in your heart. Apparently. Yeah, I mean, it's the first uh, movie like that, first rated R movie I saw in theaters, uh, definitely the first like Arnold movie I saw in theaters. Uh, I mean, it it like it's the movie that made me, I think I probably said this on our episode, but it's the movie that made me curious about how movies got made. When I saw like the tur- when I saw the T one thousand, I immediately wanted to know how they pulled that off. I was nine years old and I was like fascinated by it. And I was, you know, I devoured everything about that movie. I I remember at like my birthday party having a 
Terminator 2 t-shirt on, <laughs> you know, which they sold in kid sizes, which is super weird. Yeah. <laughs> and I had I had all the toys and I had the video game. I had everything. I adored that movie. And I still do. Luckily, it's not one of those things where like you're you get these rose colored nostalgia glasses and, you, and then you try to watch it critically and you're like, oh, yeah, that's not really that good. Why did I love that so much? Turns out Terminator 2 is still fucking great. Like, oh, it's a, it's yeah. a banger, and probably for the exact thing I'm about to say, I'm, I'm this. You would probably say I'm I'm wrong on the the ranking here, but I just wanted to clear up. Like I almost feel like Aliens, True Lies, and the Abyss are like off in their own little world. Um, sometimes yeah, I feel like yeah. James Cameron has this like weird balance of like when he gets the spectacle right and when he gets the character right. Mm-hmm. Like the Abyss is cool looking, but like his. Uh, the pacing and the characters are kind of, I don't know, like there's good actors that I think carry the movie. I think his characterization in the the abyss is some of his strongest. Yeah, Uh, maybe, but I feel like Titanic is the one that's like, um, as, as much time as you can care about a character, he gets it on screen and like, that's, that's the extent of like he's got three hours and it's based solely on the fact that you care about these characters. Right. Yeah. What the abyss? No, No, Titanic. 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 Okay. Okay. Yeah, then Avatar is like this great spectacle, and like we talked about some of the shortcomings and characters, but yeah. um, you know that kind of thing. True Lies is just a dumb action movie, you know. At the end of the day, I mean, it's got some cool stuff and, yeah. and some good characters. It's like fun, but it's, it's not, funny. Yeah, yeah, but um, and Aliens is like this established universe, or he builds on it, but it it never feels like truly James Cameron, or you know, like it's only him. I don't know. I guess, like I said, maybe I overthought it, but I thought Terminator for me was like, uh, it's like this perfect balance of he sucks you into the story and the story's kind of cool. Yeah, and then he still blows your mind with some of the spectacle he's able to achieve. Well, I feel that way about Terminator too. As yeah, that was good. That's what I meant. Like you could probably say the same thing for T too. Yeah. Well, um. I guess if I, if I, you know, if I'm trying to, you know, put everything else aside and build my list based on how likely I am to watch one of these again. Keep in mind, this is the only ranking that matters. We were just building up. We were the (laughs) (laughs) pre-show. Uh, so, uh, it will probably come as no surprise. I don't really feel the drive to watch avatar again. So that's probably going to be on the bottom. Uh, Terminator Ter- I, I, again, I think, uh, Terminator, when I watched it for the show, it was my first viewing and I actually really dug it flip side of that coin. It's, it's recapped so well in T2 that, I, I don't it's fun and I do like it, but I don't feel the drive to watch it again. So that's probably going to be next. I'm willing to accept the Terminator is that place for most people just because yeah. um, it's just it's more horror movie than sci fi spectacle. And mm. the, the soundtrack and the vibe is like totally just my my wheelhouse. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I really enjoyed um I really enjoyed Titanic, but after watching um, the uh, t- uh, twenty was it twenty years later or thirty years later the 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 documentary I think yeah. it was tw- twenty I think it was twenty um, yeah. twenty years later uh, you know sort of brought some stuff to light. So again, I don't you know I don't really feel that it's it's great, and I really enjoyed all the stuff that we covered about it. Justin, you did a fantastic job breaking everything down. Um, 
I went a long period between the first and second viewing. I, I, I don't really feel that drive to watch it again. So that's probably going to be the next one. Uh, let's see. So let's see. What's that? I, I really do enjoy aliens. I uh, see the abyss. The, I, I, I really love the abyss, but again, this is, um, actually almost drowned as a kid. So <laughs> it, it, it brings up a lot of anxiety watching all this stuff underwater. Yeah. Um, I, I really do love it. And I mean, then, Titanic. Yeah, well, I mean, 1500 people drown. True, true, <laughs> but it's not kind of like it's I mean, like it's like not, one it's person not Ed Harris going, abyss, okay, right? I gotta <laughs> swim to the next thing, you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 I get um, it. so I, I maybe that one's next. Uh, let's say, what's your just tell me top three, okay? I think I've only got three left, um, right. but I think I'm looking at now, uh, I think what's left is True Lies, Terminator 2, and Aliens. Um, oh man, if only you had prepared this before. I right? know, I know, <laughs> damn it. Uh, I really did. I texted, you know I te- just to our listeners, I texted Todd yeah. and Gary about this. You gave uh, me at least five hours notice, at least uh, two days ago, Todd. Oh, oh okay, <laughs> sorry, five hours, two days ago. Yeah, 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 sorry. Um, okay, so the next one I'll say, which I guess this is would be number three, is uh, True Lies. I really enjoy the character moments. I, I went into it on the on our episode about it. I think uh, James Cameron really explored uh, some really brilliant character moments with you know no dialogue and just lighting and you know and just these b- bigger than life actors. Um, anyways, and and it's a comedy. I'm a comedy guy, so yeah, I'll put that at number three. Uh, so we're down they, to aliens and yeah we're down to two. aliens and terminator 2 okay uh, both sequels yeah uh just pick one t2 t- then aliens I, aliens I, I, is number one yeah i really do like the i really do like hey, it's a great film franchise. so you know. yeah I, it's and it, and it is well i mean they're both action films but yeah. like i don't know there's something about and there's something about those colonial or the those marines, the big yeah, the huge machine guns, like mm-hmm. the sounds of those. Cool. Like, yeah, it's, oh, it's bro, cool. like I said, I overthought it. I mean, Aliens is one of the more fun ones for me. It's a like, blast. Uh, yeah, they're yeah, all. Yeah, I mean, that's the, that's the thing about this filmography is they're all really good. I, to be honest, to be honest, like everything out of outside of my bottom three, if you're like, oh hey, it's on, I'd be like, all right, let's watch it. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, so that that's that's what I'll go with. Oh, cool. Well, we, uh, yeah. I mean, and that's, we're done talking about James Cameron. We are done. We're done. <laughs> we're that is enough, done. James. We're Cameron. not done with James Cameron. I, I am how, how you gonna? How you gonna do this? And then, like, as the other avatar. For now, right? for now, we're done about right. it. For a while, we're done well, with James Cameron. Well, folks, as I mentioned, or as Justin mentioned in at the end of our last episode, and I believe we've mentioned it at least once already, that uh, between series, we do a roulette episode. So, Justin, are you ready to fire up the old uh, cinema shock? wheel of films <laughs> the wheel of fate no yeah. fate but what we make exactly there you go that's so what we should do we that's the last time we'll like, mention James no Cameron. fate but what we make no fate but what we make so no. for our listeners who may not know what the cinema shock roulette is uh this is our thir- this is this will be cinema shock roulette 
number three. Uh, We've started doing this in between series as sort of a palate cleanser. You know, we go into these series and they're very intense. Mm. Uh, A lot of research where, you know, we're not just researching the movie, but the the whole you know filmography of a of a director the whole career of a director and it's a lot uh, so this honestly is good for us because it gives us like hey let's just research this one episode or this one movie talk about it call it a day yeah. and so we've we've created a list of films you can find it on my letterbox at justin underscore bishop it's called it just says cinema shock roulette the source list it's and, and i'll just randomly add movies to this every now and then when i, I get a wild hair but uh, I've, it's a hundred and some odd movies long right now. So, you know, there's 111 movies on it right now. Ooh. So we'll never get through all these. <laughs> uh, so basically what not I with do, that attitude, <laughs> well, well, since we do one of like these every three months, like it's going to take yeah. a while. We'll, yeah. <laughs> we'll be in our eighties before we get through all these. Uh, wow. so, <laughs> well, so what we'll do is we'll, we basically just pick one of these movies at random and it's totally random. Uh, I just essentially shuffle the list and whatever pops up now i i will say that i do when i'm looking at the list on letterbox i do only pick ones that are easily available to stream so that we know that we're going to be able to watch them and that you are going to be able to watch them yeah because we love you guys so as of right now we none of the three of us have no idea what movie we're about to talk about on our next episode so excited about it as long as it doesn't suck well, it might suck. But, you know. <laughs> Let's spin this wheel, baby. Do it. Big money, no whammy. Pumpkin Ooh. head. That is, that's a, that is honestly a perfect pumpkin head. As we head into Halloween time. Yeah, but also like we've been talking about Stan Winston so much on this James Cameron series. Nice. Yeah. And this is d- directed by Stan Winston. Ooh, All right. I'm excited. I'm excited yeah. about this. Bumpkin so head. 1988, directed by Stan Winston, starring Lance Hendrickson. Oh, We're going to we be talking about Pumpkinhead. So yeah. yeah, that's a perfect. That's perfect for going into spooky season. And then our hey, next series, Mayim Bialik from 1988. She's got to be like a kid, like yeah. tiny. I don't honestly what? don't know. Did not I don't remember her. This. You know who is? She's listed. What? She's listed. I see her listed, but. What? <laughs> yeah, I had no idea she's in it. Who uh, the shit would she even be? I don't our, know. Uh, our old friend Dick Warlock is in it. I'm hey! so one of the Dick Warlock myself. <laughs> <laughs> so that is that is what we're talking about on our next episode. Stan Winston's pumpkin head. Uh, that's yeah. I'm I'm really glad it landed on a horror movie. I think that's really fun because it is getting to be spooky season. And our next series, we'll announce it on uh, later on down the line. But it is definitely going into spooky season territory. So uh, that's perfect. I love it. I'm nice. surprised I don't see myself having rated this movie. Yeah, friends list because. But uh, yeah, you can find it. I mean, it's streaming in a few places, but it's out. It's on Tubi TV for free. If Tubi. you have that as as of this recording, so pretty easy to find. So that is it. Join us on our next episode next week. We're going to be talking about 1988's Pumpkin Head. That's Sweet. all we got. It'll be a it'll be a few, first viewing for me. Yeah, oh, not me, fine. but it's been a while. Yeah, so it's been a while. I don't nice. remember a whole lot about it. Well, uh, thank you everybody for joining us for this uh, bonus episode and chatting about stuff and look behind the curtain of wrestling and uh, and our rankings of James Cameron films and uh, and we're looking forward to Pumpkinhead. So, uh, gentlemen, where can you be found on the internets? I'm at this is Gary Horn. I am at Justin underscore Bishop. 
I am at Mr. Todd A. Davis on all of the socials. Justin, where can people find Cinema Shock? Oh, cinemashock.net, every every podcatcher that's out there, and at, at uh, cinema underscore shock on social media and such. Wonderful. And uh, until next time. May the wings of liberty never lose a feather. Be excellent to each other. Johnny has the keys. Thank you.